What's up, everybody, and welcome to a special edition of Blinkers Off on a sleepy Tuesday of racing. Only three tracks running today. Uh, I had this idea. I thought, hey, let's get on. Let's bring on Jared. Let's bring on Magic, and let's talk about where the Kentucky Derby stands at this time. Why? Because we kind of have a breather, right, guys? Like this weekend, not much going on, and then it's a sprint to the finish, basically. I'll bring in Jared first. Jared, you're up. You're awake. It's Tuesday. <laughs> welcome to Blinkers Off. Yeah, you know, it's a, anytime I can make an, a, a midweek appearance on uh, the live streams is always a good a good sign. I'm still kicking. Uh, we've got a bunch of snow out you know, over here in Missouri. Uh, more snow coming. It seems like we're it's like freaking minus 30 degrees out, literally. Um, so it's 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 nice to be here. Uh, and yeah, you know, you you messaged me and you're like I I don't think you got done typing. I was like, yes, I'm in. Yes, let's do it, please. I need to talk to people. Uh, I need to talk to other adults. Uh, about something I enjoy other than, you know, kid stuff. So, listen, I think it's a good time. Obviously, the Southwest keeps getting pushed back further and further. At this point, we might have a, uh, uh, you know, the Southwest and Rebel on the same day. Uh, it, it seems that way. But, no, I mean, it's a good time because we are, like you say, it's a break. And then once the Southwest runs, which is technically the last, um, you know, minor prep, uh and it's like all hands on deck and we're gonna get really into the derby i mean it's march almost and that's i mean march is when you kind of start to separate uh you know the the legit contenders from the pretenders right that's absolutely right and magic as you very well know uh i'm the same way as jared i've been writing about the derby all morning you've been editing posts or, or maybe they're there for you to edit you haven't yet but you know and i felt the same way i was like oh i gotta talk to somebody about this because all i've done is Right about it. Magic bring you in now. Hey, no, no rough weather there in California, right? No, no, it's gorgeous. I think 60 yesterday was 62 and sunny. Today it's about 65 and sunny. Uh, so really great here. The sun is always shining in California. I uh, can't say the same for Oakland, but I did see <laughs> a really beautiful video that Rick Hammerly posted uh, where he was just up in the press box and just did a sh an aerial shot of the track, a very slow pan at Oakland. Uh, looks like a beautiful winter wonderland there. So it's nice to be in California looking at it on a telephone or on a, on a phone screen like that. But uh, yeah, pretty nice weather out here. Yeah, you can count on Oakland once a year to have this problem. Uh, and every year you can count on Twitter to, to gloom and doom and it's over and what are they going to do? And it's a big problem. Uh, so we'll address it first because it never really is that big of a problem. But we'll get to it right now because I do think the Oakland problem that we are facing right now is kind of interesting. Uh, we had basically keep me in mind, essential quality, Jackie's warrior, the three heavy hitters that were appointed for the Southwest. Well, the Southwest was supposed to be yesterday, president's day. It didn't happen. 
Then it was supposed to be this coming Sunday. Not going to happen. Now we're looking at next weekend, probably the 27th, uh, when they're going to have that race. Jared, initial reactions to the move of the race, and word, what what do you think it means for those three big horses? Well, to your point, it, yeah, it's funny how every it, I mean we've we've been going to Oakland, I mean forever, and that's where we started, and it's always, you know, we we have store all kinds of stories. We were snowed in one year uh, at the at after the Southwest, and and mm-hmm. it seems like yeah, like it kind of goes hand in hand. It's like that's what happens when you run a track. Yeah, it used to be earlier uh, uh, in the year, even um, yep. January, February, uh, in 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 Arkansas. That's just gonna happen, and it's funny how you say everyone freaks out, and it's like every year they 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 come up with something to where it, everyone after the fact is like, "Wow, that was great! They really did it this year." It's like, yeah, they did because it's not hard. It's a good track. They have good purses, and guys will come to bring their horses to to run there. So. This year, though, it, it, it is a little interesting just considering you have Essential Quality, who's obviously, uh, you know, to a lot of people, at least the top two, maybe top top um, three-year-old we have, and we're still waiting to see his debut. And and I'm sure his connections and trainer are waiting to see his debut because he's he's been ready. And they and have and so, you know, anybody that doesn't quite understand, it's you know, these horses are, they literally are are, are ready to explode. When, they, when these trainers are getting them ready for a big race. I mean, they are wound so tight. And then the idea is to get them to the track and, you know, boom, they they make they run a big race. And so when you have a situation that you have these tracks uh, or these races getting pushed back, it creates a lot of ripple effects down the road because it's like, okay, now how do I keep my horse at that top level but also pushing it back and not really knowing when that race is going to be held? So it's tricky. Um but at the same time, you don't. What what options do they have? You can't really go take them out of town, and and obviously Brad Cox has several horses that are are top contenders. He's got Cattle River, who's going to be running the Rebel. So it's like you can't be like, well, I'm going to run him in the Rebel. I mean, Central Quality doesn't need the points per se. I mean, he does, but he needs more, just more racing than anything. And so mm-hmm. you just need to get him somewhere. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see huge effort out of him in the Southwest, just because this is kind of messed up. It's never ideal when this happens for their first start back after a delay. You know, uh, I, I, I kind of remember when Baffert was going to send uh, improbable and game winner uh, to San Diego, yeah. San Felipe, yeah. then it got canceled. And then he was a week later getting them ready. And they went to the rebel. Those horses schedules were just kind of screwed up ever since, uh, or, 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 you know, ever since that happened. So, I could see something similar. Magic, I'm going to kind of lay out a path that I think each of these big three are going to go, and then I'll kick it to you, see if you agree, disagree, what maybe you would do different, okay? To me, with Brad Cox and Essential Quality, I still think Southwest to the bluegrass makes the most sense. I think he was going to do that anyway because he's got Caddo River, who's on the Rebel Arkansas Derby schedule, uh, and then you kick it down to the Louisiana circuit, and obviously Mandaloon's going to go Louisiana Derby. He's already had the other two Louisiana races, so I thought that made the most sense. Jackie's Warrior, I think it's a little bit more of a question mark. I'm thinking Southwest Arkansas Derby because I don't see another Asmussen really pointed for the Arkansas Derby. Keep me in mind is the interesting one to me. He is based at Oakland, while these other two are not. They're at the fairgrounds. Why is that important? Oakland is not going to have training for a couple of weeks either during this. So keep me in mind, it's not going to hit the track for a couple of weeks. I think he waits for the Rebel now, 
because I don't think he's going to be fit for the Southwest. So I think keep me in mind is really screwed. I think he has one option where the other two have a couple of options. I think keep me in mind is Rebel Arkansas Derby. I don't see any other way. Magic, kind of what's your take on where these three are going to end up? Well, I think that uh, those are, first of all, some great paths. I was writing them all down just so I could keep track because uh, <laughs> I love hearing how you think about these things that you guys did on Blinkers Off last week that I really loved uh, plotting out the potential paths for these horses. And uh, with, with Keep Me In Mind specifically, uh, you remember Diodoro entered him in both the Risen Star, which was a week, uh, they took entries a week earlier, and then the Southwest. And he's like, well, at first he sounded like the Southwest in a small field. I don't want him chasing no pace. Uh, the Risen Star should have probably been where he ended up going because <laughs> not only did the Southwest get pushed, but now it's getting pushed again. And I think Keep Me In Mind is going to suffer the most out of the five horses that you named. And part of it uh, is because of who's managing his campaign. And this isn't, a, I'm not trying to take a shot at Diodoro, but you have someone like Brad Cox who showed last year how every it didn't matter what horse, what service, what distance, he figured out the plan to get those horses to prime on the big day. So Nick's go, Essential Quality, Monom White Girl, Aunt Pearl. He looks at, okay, here's the end goal. So the Kentucky Derby, work backwards. I feel like Diodoro has just been looking forward and plotting things out. And something Ryan Stillman taught me a long time ago is that you have trainers who do what Diodoro's looking, which is just the next race, the next race. Mm -hmm. And you have horsemen who were looking, here's the end goal. How do I get there six months out? And they plot the way to get there. So I just think Diodoro's inexperience with a derby trail horse, with a horse of this caliber, is going to ultimately be what, uh, what stops Keep Me In Mind from really being fully successful this spring. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you, and I, I think it's inexperience, uh, no matter if things would have went perfect weather-wise, was a problem, and then you add this in, and it could be a real disaster. Uh, Dennis asks a, good, asks, asks a good point. Uh, he asked it to you, Magic, but I'll kick it to Jared first. Could keep me in mind, Would what would he have done if he would have been to the would have ran in the Risen Star? Would he have been right there with those three top horses? Mm. You know, about that race, I really think those three, top three, are are top quality horses. I I, I mean, Mandolin, obviously, Mandaloon uh, definitely showcased, I think, his ability. Um, I think he's a, he's definitely, I mean, Brad, it's tough to be Brad Cox, right? I mean, he's got three really good horses. Um, you know, and I think Proxy is just getting a little bit better, and, and Midnight Bourbon kind of runs, I think he's a solid horse, too. I mean, I think that's a top-level um prep uh especially what we've seen so far so yeah i mean I, honestly the way i i think he finishes fourth in that race uh i i you know i i don't there's nothing about him is like i think that he would have changed much of that race in terms of the final results listen I, this keep me in mind is this is a the, his he's the same horse that i thought he i mean it's like i think he's just like the max player i think he just kind of mm -hmm. is going to pick up points underneath and unfortunately like we're saying it's just you're running out of time in, in in terms of the way this is getting pushed back um to kind of pick up points and, and when you're when you're talking about banking points underneath you know so he's like one that you could see make maybe you know running in the belmont or something that you know to me like maybe that's where he fits but i just i think like magic said like it's becoming dimmer for him uh as far as like being especially being like a top level derby contender i'd have to agree i, I don't think he finishes top three probably fourth magic you're shaking your head you think fourth for him in that race yeah the top three were in a merry-go-round finish uh yeah. but both in the lecompte and the risen star so yeah 
Yeah. Yeah, and I, I guess the, the biggest point maybe you're trying to make magic, though, is he would be in a better position as far as you'd have a race under his belt. You kind of got to rest a horse after a big race anyway, so he could go back to Oakland where it's snowing and he could just rest instead of trying to work out, you know, workouts for the next big race. Uh, here's a question. Do you think the change in scheduling for Oakland causes anyone to look at Gulfstream or Tampa? I don't think Gulfstream or Tampa – I do think maybe fairgrounds, uh, maybe go out to the Sunland Derby, maybe even try your luck on the synthetic at, at Turfway if you're kind of questionable. Uh, I don't think they'll go all the way to Florida, uh, but I do think that is uh, definitely a possibility that they will look elsewhere. Um, guys, let's move on because Oakland isn't the only thing we want to talk about today. Uh, let's let's go just real quick to the Fountain of Youth. So we're going to talk a little bit about the Fountain of Youth. That's going to be Ran on the same day now as the Southwest, but 50, 20, 10, and 5, that's the points that will be awarded for this one. So a huge race, a huge South Florida prep. Jared, we'll start with you. What are you looking for here early on with the probables that we're seeing in the Fountain of Youth? This is one of my favorite uh, preps every year, I think, just because it, it does, you know, it's it's not the Florida Derby, obviously. It's the final prep for that Um you know, obviously Oakland's a big race or a big track for producing contenders, but I feel like you really start to get a, some solid horses here in the fountain of youth. And, and yeah, I mean, I think it's shaping up that way. Listen, word is that, that Brennan Walsh might be pointing prevalence. The the horse that had the, was it we had a nine way shake for that horse in the league and um, pointing him straight to this race off of that impressive win. Listen, if he goes, if he does, that's a bold move for a trainer like Brendan Walsh. If he does that, that, that basically is telling you he thinks he's going to win. Um, obviously, uh, greatest honor. Of course, it looked amazing last time for Suge. Uh, Fire at will. The Breeders' Cup. How often do you have a Breeders' Cup winner um, kind of being forgotten? I mean, yeah, it was on the turf, mm-hmm. so that's the key, right? Um, coming into the race. Uh, obvi- you know, to, to, to Magic's hope, I'm sure. Prime factor. I mean, surely – he can run better this time, right? Uh, I, I I don't know how he can run worse. Uh, so hopefully he runs better. But listen, I think it's shaping up. Like Prime Factor could win. Like it, 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 you know, if he if I mean he had that hype obviously going into the, his last one. So listen, I think it's shaping. Prevalence to me is the one I've got my eye on because if Brennan makes that move, because he was pretty adamant, and that's kind of his his go to is he's going to run him in a prep. I mean he's going to run him in an allowance. And then Florida Derby, like that's what you're assuming. And then if he goes straight to the Fountain of Youth, he's not messing around, in my opinion. Yeah, I thought it was very interesting that he he kind of made that uh, comment straight to the Fountain of Youth is kind of likely now where they're going, where at first it mostly sounded like an allowance. Magic, this race hey, is going to be huge I- for your fantasy team because of Prime Factor. I guess I'll start with the Prime Factor question. Um, what do you think? Is this horse going to bounce back? The, it, it seems to me it's a tough spot but he should run better. Is that kind of how you look at it? Yeah, I don't... I, after that that uh, 2021 debut, his first time routing, I'm not going to be looking to play him with a big win bet the way this field is shipping, uh, shaping up. But um, I, for this one, I'd love to see just some improvement. You know, the, the first time routing, it looked like he got pretty gassed in the stretch and didn't have anything left. And it was a second start. Um, kind of on the prevalence uh, notion where Jared was going a little bit, uh, Todd Pletcher had said on Steve Vick's show going into that week that he had really tried to get him into an allowance race, prime factor that is, and he just couldn't get anything to, to fill. Uh, kind of an issue that Bob Baffert has had sometimes in California, but you don't usually hear about that out in Florida. 
Um, so I'll be curious to see where Provence goes as well. Um, for Prime Factor, he needs to step up. This is kind of a make or break for him. Uh, I think you can be pretty forgiving with a lot of these horses, especially when they're young, when they try routing for the first time. doesn't matter how good they looked. His win came sprinting. Uh, so he really needs to show that he can continue to progress. But Jared said this is one of his favorite preps. I'm starting to get to the point that the second round of preps, the 50-pointers, these are starting to become my favorite too because now you're starting to see the horses that were in that first round of preps. Did they take steps forward? Horses that are coming back from breaks. Horses that are stepping up from the maiden ranks, from the allowance ranks that are testing. And so it's exciting because now you're really meeting a bunch of horses that are trying to peak and some that are coming down. And you're trying to make that handicapping move. And that's a lot mm -hmm. of fun. It, it can frustrate the hell out of you. But it's a lot of fun to sit here and talk about and guess who's going to take that step forward. So um, probably of the two that are this uh, of that weekend, uh, the Fountain of Youth is what I'm looking forward to. Yes, uh, to Feldy Man 15, Santana is getting the mount on fire at will. Um, so that's, a, you know, he's, he's coming back to ride that horse um, who obviously he rode at the Breeders' Cup uh, in that win. Um, one thing I wanted to mention about prevalence and, and for some of my, you know, some sources obviously that we share, but someone that I talked to who knows Brendan well, he, I, I – the back I asked Magic. The background on my computer yesterday was Maxfield. I am the biggest Maxfield fan yeah. uh, in the world, and Brendan's like, "This horse is better than Maxfield." Oh, that's about that's, that's prevalence he's talking about. So that's straight from the horse's mouth, so to speak. So listen, I love Maxfield, but if he says that and he and he makes the move to the Fountain of Youth. They ain't f***ing around. I'm just saying. <laughs> that's uh, yeah, that that's big time talk right there. And I think it's interesting that you know everybody was all about Prime Factor coming in uh, to the uh, to to uh, the Holy Bull Greatest Honor wins. Now everybody's all about uh, you know all about uh, prevalence. Greatest Honor sitting right there. So we'll see. You know, I, I said it at the Holy Bull. Greatest Honor is a great measuring stick for these horses. Uh, so now we'll see if prevalence can pass that greatest honor test, so to speak. And oh, by the way, Shook McGahee, every single race has uh, has uh, greatest honor getting better. So uh, good luck, prevalence. I think it's going to be a tough race. But listen, the horse was definitely amazing uh, in that Pegasus or in the uh, Pegasus Maiden Special Weight that we we're talking about. Um, Found of youth talk. I think we did good on that. All right, let's go to the three biggies on March sixth. Uh, we're kind of looking at a three week window here and these uh are three derby shaping races as well we'll start with the gotham and aqueduct and we'll kick it to jared because his fantasy league hopes highly motivated will be in this race he'll make his 2021 debut uh we also heard freedom fighter is coming to this race manny franco is going to ride initial thoughts of the gotham for you jared before I do that, I, I've got to bring in. I see down there waiting patiently. I don't know. Can we well, bring in Samich? Uh, I don't I know if he wanted in or not. So I was going to text him. As up. Do, do you want in, Samich? Yes or no? If you want in, we'll bring you in. He no? says okay. no. Okay. Okay. Sorry. I just wanted to make sure. Like I didn't want to be like a dick and like he's sitting there waiting for someone to put him in, and he's just sitting there. So okay, Samich, you can come in later if you want. Um, about highly motivated. Obviously, the key to my team, right? Um, to my fantasy squad. First round pick. Uh, hasn't been seen since last year, but again, another source I have is like, it was just basically Chad taking time off. The horse looks good down in Florida. They say this horse is ready, to, you know, ready to roll. So, um, 
yeah, I mean, it's a perfect race because for him to kick off, he didn't want to, you know, Chad said he didn't want to start a race, uh, you know, going to mile and eight, so to speak, or mile 16th off of, uh, you know, obviously this is a horse that's been sprinting, um, should be able to get the distance, but again, you just never know. So it's like to go right to a mile. It's kind of a key thing because it's a race that's worth a bunch of points, right? So it's, a, it's the Gotham. So you win and you're in essentially, um, but it's only a mile. So he can, you can get that kind of first race under your belt uh only going a mile and then wait to stretch out you and i have both said it seems like keeneland would be you know obviously he's won at keeneland um to that would be a good spot for him to you know the bluegrass uh being the kind of his big mile and eighth test so yeah i think it's a perfect spot obviously when i got the news yesterday that freedom fighter was coming in for baffert it's like son of a bitch you know like I, bob baffert's gonna go as i said needle his way in to the derby picture with freedom fighter because Listen, he'll be tough on the lead going a mile. Uh, it's a perfect race for him. Uh, I definitely think Holly Motivated is is better horse than Freedom Fighter. But, again, you just never know how these horses are going to come back as three-year-olds after two. I mean, to me, what we've seen, his back class, Highly Motivated being, like, he he's a top-level horse. Like, he should be. I mean, because we've his, it, all his back class is kind of coming back to run well. And, and I think he showed that he's really, really good just a matter of one can he be a three-year-old that's the same and or improved and two two turns what's he going to be like so i'm obviously i think he's going to run well but yeah i mean that's uh it's going to be a test against uh you know freedom fighter the baffert oars yeah that's the big thing so the west coast correspondence uh, correspondent magic Freedom Fighter coming over for the Gotham. Uh, we don't see Tough Luck Bob do this a lot, but we have in the past. This isn't the first time ever. What do you think of Freedom Fighter's chances in the Gotham? I like them much better than Baffert's only other time coming to the Gotham in 2019 with much better who got fourth in the Gotham there. Um, <laughs> you know, Baffert, Baffert, I think of New York and I think of Belmont, I think of Saratoga, but he has won the Wood Memorial twice as well. Uh, I think 2006 was the last time he did that. So uh, it's it's an interesting move because this it seems like New York, specifically Aqueduct, is the last place Bob wants to ship a horse. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but he's going to do it here with uh, with um, Freedom Fighter. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. He would also had talked about Spielberg and Concert Tour possibly going there. I, he just doesn't want to give up on Spielberg. I, I think the owners don't want him to give up on Spielberg. I think that they want their million dollars back. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's curious. Good luck. <laughs> right. Uh, I like that Mark Heff's uh, comment here. I've had this same issue that Aqueduct goes a mile, f- one turn mile for the journey. Right. They go two turn mile and an eighth for the Withers for the second race. And then now we go back to a one turn mile, which is going to offer more points. If you wanted to cut back and offer less points than the mile and an eighth, I get it. But this isn't, you're, you're essentially kind of rewarding sprinters to get into the Kentucky Derby here. And yeah, I, I just, I, I don't understand this. I know it happened because they got rid of their inner dirt track and made it turf, but I just don't understand that move. It's exactly magic. You hit it right on the head. Why this happened is because they got rid of the inner, inner uh, dirt track, but, and then they, instead of adjusting the schedule, like if the Gotham was first and then you, you went, the series got longer and longer. It's like, yeah, I don't like a, a one turn prep race, but it's only worth 10 points if it's first, but you make it worth 15, you don't adjust your schedule. It's stupid. You just need to adjust the schedule and it would all make sense. So I totally agree with, with Mark and you guys. I know you guys agree as well. Uh, real quick, before we move on to the Tampa Bay Derby, and this will be a good segue to the Tampa Bay Derby, uh, Dennis says if you had a good horse and you try to get guaranteed Derby points, basically, where would you go? 
And then he later said, I would go to Aqueduct or Tampa. Me too. That's my quick answer. I think those are the two weakest situations because I think Oakland's going to be strong. Uh, I know Gulfstream's going to be strong, and I don't want to mess with Tough Luck Bob out at Santa Anita. So I think those are the only two left, right? Uh, so anyway. Uh, hey, one thing I want like about – when to me, I, and maybe, I don't know, like when Baffert – it's to me when he sends a horse – out here it's like it's like almost like it's like well i know he can't get uh a mile or i can't run you know like a legit derby prep so let's just try to see if he can still one there you know get him into the derby like get me another horse into the derby because if he wins he's in the derby and he looks good so it's like uh, to me it's not about like oh he's a good horse and i need to run it's like no a mile is the best he's gonna get or like as far as a derby prep goes which i agree Trust me, if anybody listens to me, like I think it's hilarious that you run a mile and eighth race, and then you it's like what what logic does that make at all? It makes none. Um, but yet so Baffert's gonna take advantage of the system and, and try to send and steal one. So I, I don't necessarily look at it as like Baff it's just like his is his best horse that can run this distance and hopefully he can steal a derby prep. So the big sell that Churchill Downs gave to us when they when they came up with the point system and they took away the importance of the Kentucky Derby for races like the hopeful in the summer at Saratoga was we want, we want to bring in two turn horses running their best races in March and April. And we have a one turn race worth 50 points now at Aqueduct. So it's really quite ridiculous when you think of it by that logic. Uh, Anyway, we'll go on Tampa Bay Derby. Talk about another spot that I'm not going to call it easy, but it could be a place where you could ship a horse and win uh, based off the Sam F. Davis results, not the Candyman Rocket, Nova Rags were bad. It, it just they were okay. You couldn't really say they jump off the page. Jerry, we'll kick to you. Tampa Bay Derby, it's always I love the day. I love the race. I love when big races are at smaller tracks. It's just fun for me. But Tampa Bay Derby winner, uh, I, I don't want to know who you think is going to win or not because who knows who's even going to show up. Will the Tampa Bay Derby winner this year have any say whatsoever in the Kentucky Derby? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, I, I find it highly unlikely. Uh, I mean, listen, you just go off of of past history, right? I mean, it's yeah. not, you know, Destin, Taprit, Quip, Tacitus, King Guillermo. I mean, horses yes that i i met i mean that might make some sort of say in the derby by they're in the field but i just don't necessarily believe that this is a race i do think like this 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 year it's ripe for a a pletcher horse that's kind of unregarded right now to come kind of ship in and and run a best best race that day and and possibly get in like i i I don't know who it'll be but it seems like it's ripe for a a new shooter, so to speak, to kind of come in and, and, and get points. And I mean, cause you gotta remember this is a big race, right? I mean, it's a, it's a Tampa Bay Derby. It's um, so you get in and, and you're, you know, if you win, you're in. So yeah, to me, I, I think it's right for a new shooter to win um, and, and get in that doesn't already have points. Yep. I agree. And I'm with you on this, on the comment, why I didn't say predict a winner because I don't know who it's going to be. I just do feel like somebody's going to kind of come out of nowhere, almost like the Sam, da- Sam F. Davis, where Candyman Rocket, I remember his maiden win, obviously, at Gulfstream, but I didn't really consider that that's where he would go next, and he comes in and he wins. Um, you did mention Tacitus, who did 
<laughs> he's such a dumbass, but he did run decent in some triple crown races. So you would say that he made an impact as a, as a Tampa Bay Derby winner. Uh, Candyman Rocket is trained by Bill Mott, and so is Nova Rags. Top to finish is Sam F. Davis. If one of those two wins the, the, the Tampa Bay Derby magic, I'll kick it to you. You think maybe they could make an impact here? Maybe Bill Mott can progress them uh, to where they have a shot? A shot in the Kentucky Derby? A shot as far as, like, hitting the board. Oof. I'll give them a shot because it's Bill Mott, but I'm not giving them a big shot. Um, yeah. I, if uh, Yeah, I don't know. It, it, they, they look decent, but this is one of those races that in the short time I've been following horse racing, my understanding is – who is Todd Pletcher bringing in? Todd Pletcher's won this race five times more than any other trainer. Uh, he won it three straight years, 15, 16, and 17, uh, including with Taprit. Um, also won it with Destine, everybody's favorite <laughs> Destine. Uh, so, I, I, listen, as far as the Tampa Bay Derby goes, tell me who Pletcher's sending. That's probably who I want to bet to win. Yeah, well, and, and Jerry Clemens would give, brings up a good point. Taprit did win the Belmont. I mean, it was a weak running of the Belmont, but it doesn't matter. He did win it. So De- Destin about won it, too. I Destin sh- probably should have won it. <laughs> if it wasn't for my boy creator. That's right. So, it's a, yeah. so, it's, so we're saying Candyman Rocket, if he wins Champagne Derby, he's going to win the Belmont, right? So <laughs> It's a Belmont. I think it's a Belmont prep, I think, at this point. It seems that way. Yeah. Um, no, yeah. I, I my eyes are on, um, obviously, like, I don't think it's, I mean, my horse, like, I, I have two players on my team. Ghazali, there's no way uh, he runs here, obviously. Uh, Donegal Bay was was almost so bad last out that you yeah. think something happened. So, like, if he shows up in another prep, it wouldn't be surprising. I don't still don't know if he's going to show up here. Um, but it does seem like there's a Pletcher that is kind of unregarded, so, so to speak, um, that could show up here. It, obviously, I think Known Agenda showed – I, I don't know if he's good enough um, to win uh, and, you know, could try that again. But, you know, I feel like there would be one uh, if, if if Pletcher sends one in here, you definitely have to to take account of that. Hopefully you don't look at the morning lines. Um, <laughs> <laughs> whoever right whoever's point. making those, uh, you just throw those fixed out the odds, window. Fixed odds betting. Yeah. That's when you really need fixed odds betting. That's right. <laughs> no shit. It's like Todd Pletcher brings in a horse that won by 10 last time out, and he's at 10 to 1 morning line. Like, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, that's probably what's going to happen. <laughs> that's so right. All right, let's transition to what I think might be the best prep yet, uh, the San Felipe at Santa Anita. Uh, Magic, we're going to start with you because you're the California guy. Uh, true or false? Number, uh, two, two questions. True or false? This will be the strongest prep yet. And then question number two Life is good. Will he strengthen his grip on the number one overall ranking, or is he right for an upset in this spot? Well, it's true. The first part you're saying is true. I think that the, what we saw in the Robert B. Lewis with those uh, Hot Rod Charlie, Medina Spirit, Roman Centurion, they all deserve a shot in a 50-point race. I think they all made, gave good accounts of themselves. Uh, two of those horses, you can say they got a lot of improvement still to do as well. Uh, as far as life is good, God, I hate saying that I think a Baffert's going to win, but his, his training since the sham has just been lights out. Uh, they changed a little bit of a bit um, to give him a little bit more control, the rider more control in the mornings, and he seems to have responded really well. He, he just seems to be uh, just maturing and coming around at the right time for Baffert, and it's, you, you hate to see it. <laughs> you really hate to see it, but this, this horse just really looks good out there on the track in the morning now. 
I'll save my opinions for the last. Jared, uh, same same two questions for you. True or false, it's it's going to be the best prep yet. And then uh, life is good. What do you think of them? Yeah, uh, yes to both. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, listen, yeah, it's, it's going to – I mean, this race is it, – it, it's just time and time again. It's just mm-hmm. such a quality race, authentic. Um, Bolt Dioro <laughs> – the Bolt Dioro race, you know, we were there for, which was (laughs) surreal. I mean, um, you know, they didn't even run it in 2019. So for a time we're like, Hey, maybe we saw the last running of the San Felipe. Um, but no, Bolt Dioro, the Bolt Dioro, that stretch row was Bolt Dioro. And, uh, and, uh, what was his name? The other Baffert, uh, McKenzie, uh, was just unbelievable. Um, mastery, of course, was injured after that but gosh he looked like a derby winner um dortmund obviously you know that year with the dortmund versus ap um california chrome you know it's like it goes on and on i mean this is just a a big time race and yeah life is good his workouts he looks like i mean he looks like everything you'd want in a horse i mean he he runs fast he runs his his stride looks good he 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 looks like a pro doing it He's untested. I, I really think this horse is, unfortunately, um, is going to be awful tough to beat. And he's probably deserving to be the number one three-year-old, even uh, over uh, essential quality. Yeah, I, I couldn't echo more a lot of the things what you said. I'll never forget the 2019 uh, San Felipe when we were there. Here's the deal. When we go to Santa Anita, it was always for the Breeders' Cup. And, and while that is just off the hook, fun and so – it's also a lot of f-ing work for us, right? You can't fully enjoy Santa Anita. You go out for the San Felipe, it's like I fully enjoyed Santa Anita and all its surroundings for the first time. That was one of my favorite trips uh, ever. Uh, that stretch run was truly amazing. And then the, the phantom d- disqualification, so much fun. Uh, I also agree with what you guys are saying. Life is good. I'm not going against him until he loses. I do think there is one horse, and I think you guys both know what I'm going to say. I think the great one, I'm telling you guys, I think Doug O'Neill's got him figured out. I think he can beat him. Uh, I hate to root for Doug O'Neill, just like I hate to root for Tough Luck Bob. So it's kind of like watching, for me, like Duke and North Carolina play or Oklahoma State and Texas play, right? It's just like, kind of hope they both lose. Uh, Maybe that'll happen, but I doubt it. I think those two are the two to look for. Uh, Real quick, we did have some breaking news we need to get to. Uh, Jay Privman on Twitter, oh, about 45 minutes confirmed concert tour to the rebel uh and i think that is significant news he is following that same path as nadal uh nadal broke the maiden won the san vicente onto the rebel concert tour going to do the same thing so uh jared I'll, I'll, you just real quick thoughts on concert tour versus Caddo river that's basically who we know right now in the rebel that could change but as of right now who you taking between those two Oh boy, uh, I I think it's concert tour, right? I mean, Bob, Bob, it's it's the Bob Baffert uh, Derby, the Bob Baffert Rebel, the Bob Baffert Classic. I mean, he owns uh, Oakland in March and April, uh, so it's just like if he brings in a horse, yeah, I mean, it's 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 pretty good shot to win. So, um, I think it'll be close though. I really do. I, I do. Mm-hmm. I do like. Cattle River, and I think that that's going to be a fun race. Talk about you know, the Rebel is always a very productive race, um, so I think this one will be just the same. But yeah, I mean, gosh, 
tough luck, Bob. I mean, just another horse bringing into you know, win with life is good, and then goes to Rebel and wins the concert tour, and it's gonna be it's gonna be tough on him. Yeah, tough luck, Bob wins at at Oakland unless he gets disqualified, right? So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which very well could happen. Magic, are you high on concert tour? I'm not super high on him. Uh, I think he's good, but uh, I'm not. I'm not convinced that he's an elite Bob Baffert prospect. I think he's that really good, like B to B plus range. That if if you owned this horse, you'd be fucking ecstatic because this horse is a B to B plus horse. But um, listen, it, it, you compared him to Nadal, the maiden, then into the San Vicente. Uh, listen, I, I'd be happy if he continues the Nadal trend. He wins the Rebel. Um, gets hurt, not enough to where he's going to have to be put down, but where he's hurt and he goes away and disappears forever <laughs> and we never have to talk about him again. And that's one less for Bob Baffert in the Derby starting gate. So, yes, please continue the Nadal, the, the Nadal path. I would love that, please. Well, a little positive message there from Magic as we get ready to wrap up the show. Uh, a couple things. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I wanna, I'm trying uh, – just so I, in case I cut anyone off, you guys can continue. I'm trying to upload my video I shot from the San Felipe. Uh, of that stretch run. And I just didn't want it to like cut you guys off. Uh, Oh, it doesn't have a video. Never mind. I don't know what I'm doing. So, um, (laughs) wait, wait, hang on, hang on, hang on. I could probably do this. Uh, I'll let you work on it for a second and then I'll just say a few things. Yeah. Keep going. Okay. Uh, cause I've got a couple comments I'll get to real quick. Uh, I don't know if life is good can get the distance. Uh, I think that is a big question. We'll find out. Uh, oh, here it is. And Felipe living up to its billing. A 16th left to go. McKenzie on the inside and Baltoro in a spine-tingling spectacle at the great race place. Baltoro, McKenzie. They hit the line. McKenzie beats Baltoro in a photo. Six clear of Kantaka. Peace. And then Ayakara fifth. Oh, that was a good race. Wasn't that fun? Look, let's, let's watch well, there he is. <laughs> Ryan in the background. I love you. <laughs> Didn't he kiss Paul or something? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He kissed Paul. The, it, he, he cost McKenzie because then the horse got DQ'd. So, yeah. Um, we had a big win ticket on McKenzie. So we were pumped. I mean, it wasn't big enough to kiss another man, but it was big. <laughs> um, and yeah, he was obviously very excited. But man, that stretch run, it was just, it's what you hope to see in any kind of, well, any race really. But if when it's a derby yeah. prep with two top contenders, you 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 just you, you, they they run and they throw it down and you're just like and they literally were nosing I mean it, back and forth um gosh I I'll never forget well, well I think Magic you know were we all uh, at dinner that night right yep. after at, at, with with John White John, at, yep. at, uh, at Matt Denny's and, Matt and Denny's. we were just and we were just talking about and like Halterman said it was fun because usually when we're all together uh and you know in Sanita, it's breeders cup and it's like the end of the year and you're kind of catching your breath whereas it was just getting started and you're like holy shit like it's just getting started um and i'll never forget we had the conversation like oh i don't know is can justify really you know beat these horses you know because he ran his allowance race the day after that um and of course that answered a lot of questions i think but um yeah i mean that was uh that was kind of, kind of like before the the uh the, the never mind i was gonna say the bj the before justify but what <laughs> is it? well i remember i remember uh yeah exactly what you said we were on such a high after seeing that and then uh, i think jared we were getting ready to, we were on the plane and we were getting ready to take off and we had the justify race on and we watched the race and we said well <laughs> We didn't see the Derby winner when we were there. We should have waited because that horse is going to win the Derby. It looks so good. Uh, uh, Nick Costa says, hey, guys, uh, show is highly entertaining and informative. Thank you very much for that. 
Chris Berling, big hi to you. Uh, great show. Thank you for chiming in with that. Um, one other thing, uh, what does the breeding line say about this year's contenders? Read Vinnie Blonde's weekly article. He's going to take every contender and break that down. Uh, Mandaloon is this week's article. You can check it out on the site right now. And throughout the whole process, before we get to the Derby, he'll break down every single one of them for you and answer those questions. He does a fantastic job. I think we're all Vinny fans on this on this show. So if you're not a Vinny fan, then just, just quit following us. Because if you're not a Vinny fan, you're not a very good guy. That's what I say about that. There you go. There's Vinny um, and his article right there on Mandaloon. So uh, great article. He does a great job. Uh, all right, guys. I ask this every time. We're going to end the show right now. And I've asked every time we've been together. Uh, we usually are at Fantasy Shakes when we do this. Jared, who is your Kentucky Derby pick at this moment, and who is your long shot? I was hoping you – I was actually going to ask, so I'm glad that you uh, – you know, you're a good enough host to uh, to uh, continue this one. Um, listen, gosh. I think right now – I don't know. I can't, I can't remember who I've said in the past, but I think my Derby winner um, – is life is good at this point. And that makes me sick. Like I, I, I does make me sick, but it's like how at this point it's hard to say. And that's chalky obviously, but, um, long shot. Uh, gosh, I mean, I guess that the easy answer because is we haven't seen him yet, but, and he won't be a long shot if he, if he runs back, come, comes back. Well, we talked about earlier, highly motivated. I mean, right now he's yeah. close to 40 to one, I think on the, the last future wager, um, it, you know, it, in that case, like to me, like, and I, and I'm with you, I hate the future wager, but if you like him 40 to one, cause he's going to be a horse that's going to have such a despair, like from 40 to one, if he comes back and wins the Gotham and say he, I mean, best case scenario is he wins the Gotham, wins the bluegrass. He's, <laughs> he's like, he's like four to one or something sure. in the derbies. So 40 to one looks like a gift. So if you think he's going to come back to that, that that's a pretty good bet, but from from based off those odds, I think highly motivated is is Alfred's the most value is a long shot. No, I think that's two very logical picks. Uh, Magic. Um, I can't remember if I've if I've stuck with essential quality every time you've asked me or not. Um, I'm, I've probably waffled to life is good a little bit. I'm going to stick with essential quality, even though the Southwest being moved around is kind of screwing up his return. Uh, in 2018, Jared brought up Justify, uh, my favorite horse that's ever run on the Kentucky Derby Trail. Good magic. Uh, returned in the Fountain of Youth. Didn't look that great. Uh, and then went to the Bluegrass, won it, and then put in a really great second in the Kentucky Derby. I think that Essential Quality is on a similar path to the Southwest. Uh, with it being delayed a little bit, you might not see him win. You might not see his absolute best effort. But then he you know, goes to the Bluegrass after that. I, he, he's shown more than once that he loves Keeneland. And then you go to the Kentucky Derby, and the Derby's going to be the third start of that form cycle for him. And I think that that's key as well. And again, Aaron, that's why I love that you laid out that path, because Cox is going to look at that and say, that's the third start, second start, first start. Let's get him primed and ready to go. So that's going to be where I stick on top. If you want a long shot, a couple ones that I like, uh, Hot Rod Charlie by Oxbow, who uh, Aaron knows all about. Standing <laughs> uh, at Calumet Farm. There you go. <laughs> um, he's going to the Louisiana Derby next. So uh, O'Neill really is already identifying distance with this horse. Um, so I don't. he's not the fastest horse out of the gate. And he's not the fastest when they uh, are, are running just at a normal cruising speed. But, you know, he, he's a good long shot possibility. Doug O'Neill knows how to win the Kentucky Derby. Um, 
I wanted to say Midnight Bourbon because he's got a really good front-running style, uh, but I don't know. I need to see more from him in the Louisiana Derby before I want to put him as a long shot, too. So right now, Hot Rod Charlie is a long shot. Essential quality is my top pick. Yeah, that's yeah. you're sticking with essential quality, and I like that. All right. So my pick for both has been <laughs> Senior Buscador when we've done this. <laughs> It's not anymore. <laughs> oh, come on. Now he's definitely a long shot. I was going to say he's definitely a long shot now. <laughs> yeah. I've got to pivot. All right, guys. Magic, you're going to maybe fall out of your chair with this. I'm starting, and Jared, you too, because I've kind of been critical of I don't know if this horse is going to come back as good as he was. I'm kind of starting to lean on that essential quality bandwagon a little bit. Here's what I'm going to say. I think Brad Cox is going to win the Kentucky Derby with one of these three, Essential Quality, uh, Cattle River, or Mandaloon. If Essential Quality comes back and, and looks as good as we, you guys at least, kind of think he's going to look, I think he, he's got to be my pick. If not, I'm going to I'm gonna lean towards Mandaloon or Cattle River. Um, one thing, if he legit goes southwest bluegrass to the big one, it's just like Monomoy Girl when he went Rachel Alexandra, you know, uh, uh, Ashland, Kentucky Oaks. So it's like, yeah, he kind of knows what he's doing. So if he, if the central quality comes back and runs really well, he's going to be my pick, believe it or not. Uh, and it, and I, it could just be because I hate tough luck, Bob, so much that I'm just trying to find anybody. So uh, central quality, uh, Cattle River, Mandaloon, I think one of those three win it. Uh, <laughs> you guys are going to maybe laugh. I kind of think Proxy is a decent long shot. And here's why. He's proven he can go long. He's proven he can run with pretty good horses. I think those fairground horses are pretty good. And you said something that really kind of stuck out to me yesterday on the Rocket Hour Magic when you said, this horse is just kind of goofy. He's an idiot. I feel like he's just not focused. What if he puts it all together at the right time? He's going to be like 30, 40 to 1, or maybe maybe 20, but probably more 30, 40. If he puts it all together on Derby Day, we know he can get the distance. He's got great, uh, uh, you know, he's got a great pedigree. He's got a decent running style. Maybe he's going to be a long shot uh, upsetter there. So there you go. That's mine now. Sorry, Senior Buscador. You're gone oh. for now. Come back, please. Uh, but You know, Stidham has said for a while, you know, that's why I, I ultimately couldn't pick him in, in, in the uh, Risen Star because he's kind of been like, yeah, you know, he's just kind of, immature you know like he's just figuring things out still and obviously um you know you know his breeding would suggest that you know that's why uh but you know listen i I think he is i I think that's i don't think it's a bad pick like you would you want a horse that's going to be around at the end it feels like he is going to be around at the end of the race just a matter of um if he can get it done one one thing you you know you brought up your boy good magic and what a cool horse he was and um, I think it's important to remember just because, like you said, you know, he came back, obviously, and this is to follow essential quality kind of the conversation, you know, there, here's, here's your Breeders' Cup winner, um, comes back, like you say, doesn't look great in the Fountain of Youth, kind of wondering what he is, goes to the Bluegrass, so goes that route as well, um, and wins. And obviously, if it were for Justify, uh, you know, wins the Derby. Uh, you know, he, he, he ran a huge race and, and, was very highly regarded. So to your point, even if this, the, the, the schedule is all messed up with, with essential quality and he comes back and he runs a little flat or whatever, don't, I mean, I don't think you have any doubt that at least given, you know, if he goes and wins the bluegrass, it wouldn't be shocking whatsoever. Yeah. Um, that race is going to be the most important race for essential quality, not this comeback race. 
Yeah, everybody, I imagine shaking your head too. I, yeah, you're right. You're right because it gets all messed up. But then that second race, there's really no excuses, right? Uh, listen, he may not need one anyway. <laughs> he may just go up and win. Um, all right, guys, uh, I, I think that's a pretty good wrap. I think we really covered a lot here. I appreciate you both coming on. Uh, you know, maybe it was just me being bored that, that caused this to happen. But uh, listen, the greatest thing about the pandemic is it, it, it got us on StreamYard and it's got us to do a lot more shows like this. And they're a lot of fun. Even the Rocket Hour is fun. So uh, uh, Magic, I know you guys, uh, Magic Mike Show will be uh, later on today. We'll be recording and be live and then be up for podcasts. This will also be a podcast under the Blinkers Off uh, platform. We'll also have a Blinkers Off and a Magic Mike on Thursday as well. We've got the Rocket Hour Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Uh, I was planning on a live show for the Southwest. Obviously, that's not going to happen. But next weekend, Fountain of Youth, Southwest, same day. It's a lock for a live show. I think that could be so much fun. We may, one of us may pass out. I don't know if it's <laughs> from having so much fun or being drunk. I don't know what. That's going to be a big live show next weekend, so tune in for that. Thanks, everybody, and we will see you right back here on Blinkers Off on Thursday. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. Thank <laughs> you.